Hey, welcome to the Odd Outlooker. This is Andrew Bryan, and today we are going to cover a multitude of specific subjects. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about what was in the news recently. We're going to talk about something that I find is heavily, heavily annoying. Okay? <laughs> so, we're going to talk about... Um, BLM, ALM, the LGBTQIA plus community, and hate that is spreading from this. So, first off, we're going to actually go into the LGBTQ community. LGBTQIA plus, the, the tr- what it actually stands for is the community that it's behind. So, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, intersex, and asexual. And the... The reason why it says asexual instead of aromantic is because they fall on two different spectrums, but they are closely related. So they'll just usually put that A, or they'll put AA at the end for asexual aromantic. (laughs) So, quickly, this is something that I've heard a lot, and this is what I hate. So, a lot of the gays or uh, people from the LGBTQ community say that if you don't support Black Lives Matter, you don't belong in the community. Okay, (laughs) so I got two things on this. First off, what the literal hell? What? The, so, LGBTQ, which is for the people gay, I can see their stance. They're saying if you do not support Black Lives Matter, saying that Black Lives Matter and priest brutality is real, you don't stand for what the community stands for, which is total acceptance. But they don't totally accept everybody in their community. Aces and arrows, which are asexuals and aromantics, are not included in that. They're they're constantly given hate for. And if you look at it, in the more recent years, they've started to become more accepting. But if you look at that movement themselves through a lot of asexual YouTubers, a lot of aromantic YouTubers, or just general accounts, you can see that they have gotten so much hate for being part of that. And aromantic, asexual is such a huge spectrum. It covers demisexual, sapiosexual, lithromantic, all this whole bunch of different sexualities. But... That is their main sign. But as soon as they you discover that they're that, and they're either... How to describe it? Asexuality is one of those few that are... Could be claimed as a straight gender. Straight sex. So, aromantic and asexual has two different things. Where you can be, like, biromantic, uh, cisromantic, panromantic... Um, Hetero, not heteroromantic. I think I think that's what the cis is called. Um, homoromantic, which is saying that you're attracted to, saying which gender you're attracted to. But you, the main part of the community is having that cisromantic attraction for the air, for the aces is a thing that most people do not accept, and I think that is a giant issue with what the LGBT community stands for, even though they're totally valid in what they what their sexuality is. 
So there, the, these two communities are in their own little bubble saying from the LGBT community saying, no, we're not, you're not part of us. And the straight saying, oh no, you don't want sex. We don't like you. You're not part of us either. You're part of them. And it makes us little subgroup of people that aren't accepted in either place. I'm for accepting everybody. <laughs> you should not care what the person's sexuality is. Why the hell do you care what I do in my bedroom? With either a woman or a man. Why do you fucking care? I don't care what you did with your wife or your husband or whatever. What you guys did last night. Why should you care what I did last night? And that is an issue with a so hyper-sexualized culture. And that's kind of why we should, we should, we believe to see past skin and all that. So a lot of that, the people in the community, and I've seen this majorly from TikTok, which that's kind of where the LGBT community has now kind of congregated, um, or, uh, closeted people have congregated too is to see how these people react. And there's a whole bunch of compilations on YouTube. This is such a large industry now that... Give me one sec, I'm about to sneeze. I did sneeze there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to stop the recording. <laughs> um, the community is so disbanded, and it's very different how it started in the United States and how it started in England. Okay. I'm going to say this right now. It is very different. Same premise, different. A lot of the people who you say this is very famous um, to find, I couldn't even go back far enough to try to find all these talks where they're saying, if you don't support BLM, you, you are not part of our community. And they name the person. I can't even find her name. <laughs> so, what they said was this black, lesbian, transgender, queer woman. That is their words, not mine, from what I remember. Is she fought in Cornwall, Britain for LGBT rights. Okay? That's in Britain for Britain's rights. Not in America, not anywhere else. UK. And they're saying... If you don't support BLM, she did not fight for your rights. No, that's not how this works. You're fighting for your rights. So, she fought for her own rights. She, for, she fought her rights to be a lesbian. She fought for her rights to be a transgender. She fought for her rights to be queer. That's what she fought for. She fought for you guys as well, and that was her choice. You are not her. The, the community does not get to ban around this great woman and say, oh, because she fought for it, and we believe with her, we believe in this movement that you don't believe in, even though if you believe black lives do matter, but you do not support the group that, that has claimed that name, and I'll explain why in a minute, is that... You do not belong, and you need to get the fuck out of here. Like, go away. We don't want you. What the heck? That is not right. You don't get to. You don't get to choose who's in here. You choose because you don't get to choose who's gay. You don't get to choose. This is one of the few things 
you don't get to choose the color of your skin. You don't get to choose the, your sexuality. You can act different to it, but you act different upon it, but you don't get to choose it. You don't get to choose where you were born, what economic standards you were born. There is so many things you don't get to choose that you were born into. And because of where we are born or what we do not believe in is what you choose against us. And that is where the LGBT community got very strong in the Britain section. So let me tell you how America's was started. And this was posted for Pride Month by uh, History.com. And I've seen a couple other sites do this too. The early gay rights movements which started back in 1924. Yeah, this movement has been a long thing. Oh, wait. Stonewall riots. That's what I'm looking for, too. I think this is it. Give me one moment. I'm going to close this out, because I might have just said a whole bunch of wrong things, because it was Stonewall, not Cornwall. Okay, so I'm going to say this. I don't know if I'm wrong. It could be that they're talking about the stone... They were talking about the Stonewall. Uh... Stonewall Uprising. Every time I watched and every time I heard, I heard Cornwall. But her, the name of the uh, Marsha P. Johnson, who is one of the famous ones from Cornwall, fits almost everything except a couple of what they said she is. But I'm looking at different sites and that's all I'm seeing. So they could be talking about this in America, but she... she is very famous for it, but she is not the one who started this movement and fought for us. And that is the thing. Oh, yep, there it is. Haha. <laughs> Cause she ne people say that transgender thinks she was a drag queen. She did not identify with the term transgender, but it was not used broadly while she was alive. It was used after she died to describe her. Okay. That's what I was looking at. <laughs> so, but the movement that still does not make my other point still valid that you guys do not get to choose and that there's two different histories going on. And I was seeing Brit British TikTokers doing this instead of the Americans, but the Americans caught on and did it too. It was started by a gay man because of how they were treated in World War One, and how it continued to happen for with the pink triangle and all that years later. Which, this did not get very famous till the uh, Medicianci, I said that name wrong, society started it. Started talking about this in California a lot. And then the Stonewall riots happened in 1969. And, and the society started in 1958. So there is a good 10-year gap for when it started. And then when the famous person, when this, when... Marsha became famous for what what happened in Stonewall. Okay? That is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, that is basically covering the LGBT side of things. And that's what they're... The main argument with LG, the LGBTQIA plus community for BLM is that we had black people support us when we were going through, we need to support them. Okay. So, there is many holes in that. Okay. 
So, yes, they did support us, but the the ones that were gay supported us. And there is this separation where you cannot where you cannot hate blacks and love gays because there is black gays. Or you cannot hate gays and love blacks because there is black there's blacks that are gay. So you so here is the thing with that. That first one is correct. You cannot hate you cannot love say you love gays and then hate black gays. I totally agree with that. But here's the thing where in Christian society, where I am partly from, but I am not a devote heavily devote. Because of course I'm in the community myself, and I do have personal conflicts that continue on in my life. Is that Jesus says, "Love the sinner, hate the sin." So you can like black you can like black people, but hate being gay. So yeah, that second argument does not work. <laughs> so. And that is why a lot of the LGBTQ community is heavily connected with BLM. And for Pride Month, this month, it has been taken over by BLM. So, this is from BLM's website. So, here is what they believe. And I'm going to share some of my other views on this later. So, I'm going to scroll up. Okay. We see ourselves as part of the global black community, and this is all near the end of the their beliefs. We are aware of different ways we have impacted our privileged as black people who exist in different parts of the world. We are guided by the fact that Black Lives Matter, regardless of actual perceived sexual identity, gender identity, general expression, economic status, ability, disability, religion, beliefs, or disbeliefs, or immigration status, or location. We make space for our transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. <clears throat> we are self-reflective and do not do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift the trans black trans folks, especially black trans women who continue to be disappoint disappropriationally impacted by trans agnostic violence. Okay, so you're supportive blacks. I mean, the LGBT community and blacks. Okay, we get that. And they are in support of you. We have space to affirm black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments, which men are centered at. We practice empathy. We are engaged comrades and intent to learn about how to connect with their contacts. I find this interesting that they use the word comrades. There is so many other words that you could use other than comrades, but you specifically use comrades, which will not to be nitpicky. Takes you with the far left. The word comrade, there's nothing wrong with using, hey, you're my comrade. But it is, especially in nowadays culture, it is especially still associated with communism. Communism, the far left. Not, And I'm not saying socialism, because socialism is light left. And democratic socialism is far left-right. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain directly off the top of my head to you guys. But they're using strictly comrade when to appeal to the right more, you could have used a different word. And that's who you guys are fighting the most. You're fighting the right because you're saying we're 
we're racists, we're homophobic, we're everything when we are trying to show facts and state things. <clears throat> we make our spaces family-friendly and enable for parents to fully participate with their children. Okay, first off, get your children out of the protests. You're, you should not have a tiny child there to support with you to push your cause. Do not do that until the child itself can choose what they want to do. And I, I've had always issues with, even at the Trump supporters, had their little children saying, I don't want my world, this world to suck, so I'm going to go with Trump. You can't vote, kid. You, you're pushing your parents' political agenda, not your own. <clears throat> Which is also why there's such a high issue with the liberals running colleges as well. Okay, where were we? <laughs> we dismantle the patriarchal practices that require mothers to work double shifts so they can mother in private, even as they participate in public justice work. We dispute the Western-prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one each other, especially our children, and, and degrees mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Okay. So this is a good... And bad thing. Okay. This stance is a very good stance to stand on. But it is a very bad stance as well. So, uh, back in the 70s, where, which I didn't live in, you hear a lot online of where it was that the, the small towns did not feel large and scary. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew what they have done in the past. They were treated like brothers and sisters, extended family. We went over to their... People went over to each other's houses and just stood there and talked with them and da-da-da-da-da. Okay. I still live in a rural community almost like that. Now I don't know everybody downtown. <laughs> There's a lot of people in this community I don't know because I wasn't born here. I don't know everybody. It's just a simple fact. But... Here is the thing with the Western-prescribed nuclear family, as so-called. Nuclear family is not just a Western idea. The nuclear family is an idea that has existed for thousands of years, since the union of man and woman. What the nuclear family is, <laughs> in is that a man goes to work for his family, the woman is the caregiver at home and works at home to keep the husband happy, clean the house, do all this. Very a patriarchal society idea where man rules everything. Uh, this also shows that the, the mothers care for the kids better than the father does as the father is the authority figure rather than the, than the mother who's the caring figure. And that is the basics, usually, of it, the society. <clears throat> so, and we've had studies that also have talked about this. Uh, Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, three years ago, talked about this. And he was predicting what would happen and what's going to become. And he predicted the riots during the same speech that he had in Vancouver. Vancouver, British Columbia, not Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> so, that is... Very, something very interesting that I believe. And I mean in 2017, three years ago. It's 2020 right now for those who are watching this in the future. So, 
the new I do agree that you need to have these villages in air quotation marks to support one each other because this is a very high problem in the black community, the African American community, inner cities. There is a lot of absent fathers. <laughs> and this is where you see in other when there when either children are abandoned or when the mother can't take care of it, there's a village to take care of them. And in the animal culture, animals usually the gays <laughs> yes there is examples of gays in other cult other in animal species gay gay animals they will act as the parent figures and take care of the child itself so that is one stance where gays in the community does have a stance to help out they they biologically unless they get artificially inseminated or all that other stuff they can't reproduce themselves a woman cannot reproduce in a woman. A man cannot reproduce in a man. And I'm talking strict biology. I'm not including the transgender men who can get impregnated. I'm not talking about the trans men who still... I mean, trans females who still have a, their balls. Or they switch sides and they got the opposite sex. Well, they kept part of their opposite sex frozen somewhere to reproduce later. It's just not something that is physically possible except in those rare circumstances or you're hermaphrodite. <laughs> but this so-called village, which will include the LGBT community, the rest of the people in your community, are there to help the child succeed, help you succeed. And that needs to be something that needs to be shown. And this was very shown back in the... Not to not to go say we need to go back to Jim Crow, but the person who's running for senator in Utah, it was it's an ex football player. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm gonna look it up while I'm talking to you. <laughs> he was talking about that the community itself was a lot stronger back then, and that they themselves did not fight. Uh the issues of there is a lot less men in the home. There is a lot less people who's fighting against it. Uh, Burgess Owens, that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> so Burgess Owens was saying that, look, the community was strong back then because they did not interact with the other white people. And this is a very strong side of the left. That is, everything is basic sexism against you. Yes, I do have a lot more to go into, but I wanted to get into this nuclear family part. <clears throat> the nuclear family is still important to society. You need, usually, a male and a female to help raise your child. And this is very different in uh, male heterosexuals, I'm going to say than I've seen in women, females that are heterosexual, because it's a very s smaller group for the females. So usually you see in males, you see the dominant traits of top and bottom. Usually the bottom is usually the more effeminate and the top is usually the more masculine. Usually. Sometimes it's opposites where you have two masculines and two effeminates. It, it's dependent sometimes. And it's not because they're attracted to those traits. They're attracted to the person. So 
I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> so the so in the male heterosexual community homosexual community, they still have the hard stern male and the more male that is less more submissive but is more affectionate and caring and that is great for the child so it has the hard one to teach them okay this is what you need to learn for life now stick up suck it up and the mom who is treating for better society and you see this on in statistics that usually a two-parent household especially in the black community does better for the child and I always I always think you need to have a male in your life if you're a young man and you need to have a woman in your life if you're a young female, but you also need to have the opposite gender there to so- show you something else. So like for young men growing up in single women households, I think single mothers, I think this village idea is great, but also you need to have mentorships where you have an older male showing you how it is to act chivalrous to act like a male have dare i say judeo-christian values hold these values that you as a male are supposed to help as much people as you can with altruism but also have your own ideas and stand up for your ideas when you need to not submit do not be some a submissive little snowflake (laughs) and like that's why my parents I'm very different from them. I have my, I'm very tech literate like my father is, but my dad is very more altruistic than I am. So is my mother. I'm very altruistic, but I'm heavily objectivist. I see with Anne Rand that I need to make sure I need to be happy when I give out things. Cause I, because if I'm just giving somebody else something, it's not, if I do not see myself happy doing it why am i doing it am i making you happy what's the point and yes that is selfish i'm selfish so what <coughs> okay so let's hear what they continue we foster a queer affirming network when we gather we also do intend to freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking or rather than the belief that in the world are everybody in the world is heterosexual unless she or he or they disclose otherwise we cultivate an integral communal network gained free from ageism, and we believe that all people, regardless of age, show up with the capacity to lead and learn. We embody the practice, justice, liberation, and peace in our engagements with one another. <clears throat> okay. So, here's two things. Heteronormative thinking that the what they're stating is that everybody in the world is heterosexual. Why? Okay. So easiest way to get rid of that. It's not, Oh, let's put gays everywhere. Let's put these other relationships everywhere. Get sex out of society. It is, it will be hard to do. I I'm telling you, it will be a hard thing to do. But as soon as you have sex outside of the home, well, outside of into public, that you're showing sex off, that you are everything is sexualized. That is the way you get rid of the horm- heteronormative society. But it is an issue also that everybody is believed naturally to be heterosexual, as that is the way 
biology works. Oh, what a shocker. But the reason why we, we still survive is because of heterosexuals. Heteronormative society. Everybody is believed to be straight because it is automatically assumed that your goal in life by biology is to go and reproduce. Your job is to go find a woman and fuck it to make a baby. That is what your job is, they believe. That is what biology means. Your job is to keep yourself alive and reproduce. So that is one way you have to try to think also with this. And everybody needs to feel free from, regardless of age, to show up and learn. I do agree with that. But you are ageism. A thing where people are ageist is not really a thing. <laughs> okay. So uh, the next part we're going to get into. Let's go talking to the thing that everybody's going to hate me for bringing up. All lies matter. Or even you can bring up Blue Lives Matter, as All Lives Matter accompanies Blue Lives. <coughs> so, Black Lives Matter, which started in Ferguson, was started because a man was killed by a cop. And that's when you had these arguments start of Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter back in 2016. Guess what? Neither one. <laughs> Basically, you can say Black Lives Matter one because cops stopped doing their job. Results from a Harvard study after, Ferg after Ferguson, after Baltimore, after two other cities I can't remember off the top of my head because I don't, don't remember the full thing, everything from the study, showed that after a public case of basically hanging of a cop, now justifiably shot, somebody that was justifiably shot not shot because they were they did actually something wrong and they were shown which is what the George Floyd incident was he was justifi unjustifiably killed so and he got charged because of such is that policing stops cops won't police crime increases by nine times because the cops are too afraid to go do their job. And that is what you're seeing currently in Atlanta. Cops yesterday, something called the blue flu happened. The Atlanta PD called in six sick during a shift change. Because they're too afraid to go out and do their job. How can they do their job when they're afraid that they're going to be persecuted for doing what they chose to do? And I, I heavily agree with Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens in a lot of this right now. If I'm a small city, big city cops are moving away. Why the heck would I not buy get some? Come here. I want. I want. I need good police forces. We we would we would love to take you in. So that is something that's very thing. So here is the something. So the all lives matter argument is was made to demean Black Lives Matter. Yes, it was, and all the conservatives know it, and we accept it. We know what it was made for and why it was, and it was created by the far right. Now, this and what we're meaning by the far right is not Donald Trump, 
we mean the right farther than him. People call Donald Trump far right. They call Ben Shapiro far right. Candace Owens far right. They used to call Hunter Avalone far right. Okay. Because we have some conservative views, we are not far right. <laughs> you do not know what far right is. But when you see the far left show more than the far right, that is when you see the lines crazed. <laughs> so, they can't see anything they see farther right than their lightest left is far right. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> um. The conservatives, the right, took All Lives Matter and changed the argument back to what it actually should be. That, yes, All Lives Matter, and we believe that Black Lives Matter included in that, and we need to take care of everybody in the community at once instead of just taking care of one race at a time. That is wrong, and that should be unacceptable. <laughs> so, All Lives Matter, the... You can see this conversation pop up where Blackout Tuesday happened. Everybody posted a black square. I know people who posted a black square. I know three people who did not participate. Two live in Washington. One lives where I live. And that was me. <laughs> I did not compete in Blackout Tuesday. I think it was dumb. The other two were a lot more crazier than I am. They posted a picture of white and picture of black saying all. And on the white one, they said all lives matter. The That was one of them. The other one had a picture of blue and picture of black saying blackout Tuesday and that blue lives matter. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. So. This was. People did it because they don't want to be viewed as far right racists. Everything that the left would constantly bombard them for. I? Nobody questioned it. <laughs> I don't post a lot on my Instagram or social media anyway. Maybe Twitter is what I do the most, but I didn't see any of that posting. <laughs> and I wasn't gone after. Now, if you were, you were a very active person in social media, I don't know what would have happened if you stayed quiet. Because a lot of people is saying, silence is murder. No, it isn't. Being silent is because we don't agree with what you're doing. And we agree that this should have been taken in a different path. <laughs> and now silence is still murder. But we can't be silence any silent anymore. The conservatives have to start talking again. Um, St Steven Crowder, for those who don't know, is uh, he's from the Louder, Louder with Crowder podcast. He he put out a video today talking about the murder charges that were brought against, <laughs> which this is the worst thing brought against the cop that shot um, Ahmad Arbery in down in Georgia, in Atlanta. I think it's Ahmad Arbery. It's, I don't remember names very well from stories because I get so bombarded with this. <laughs> So, um, I haven't looked on Twitter about what everybody's thoughts are on that, and I don't think I plan to just yet. Um, so, Crowder was talking about that this is crazy, that they, they filed 11 different charges on this man. 11. When they're trying to count him for murder. Felony murder, but murder. Which every cop in the field have said... This is justified. 
that ain't training. That's you guys being right. That's what you are submitting to the public's opinion. When you are, when every single cop says it's justified and you submit to the people. That is crazy. And that's why what happens, why you get the blue flu. That's why you are seeing these protests, why you're seeing people being quiet. The issue is here too, is that the DA of Atlanta has been already known in the be in the wrong, technically. Excuse me. He filed it without uh, the GIA's investigation. Which, usually how this goes is what... Usually it would be IA, but it's not IA. Um, GIA is the internal investigation. They're going... They're currently investigating the DA of Atlanta. They're currently investigating his, the shooting, that is what's going on, which it's the Georgia's internal internal investigations, which is the proper channel. Guess what the DA did? He is cooperating with them, but without giving the DA, the Georgia internal investigations, any idea of what he's going to do, he made an announcement. He's, he, he's basically trying to get reelected, even though he might be getting kicked out. He is running. He's trying to keep this example for office, kind of like what Trump is doing. But Trump is an idiot. If you're a district attorney, you should not be such a freaking idiot. You should be trying to prove justice, not do what the community wants you to do. It is ridiculous. But. And yes, I do know it's a public position that you do have to run for, but justice needs to be served above your political position. That's the issue with politics. <laughs> you, he, he, first off, announced all 11 counts of what they're charging him with. Second off, he showed off all the evidence, almost all the evidence. He kept a couple, like such, him accusing the officer of kicking Mr. Aubrey down while he was down. And I will take just a tiny little break right now because I'm about to run out of time with this little segment. Okay, we're back. So <laughs> you're he's charging him with these 11 counts. And he's claiming that he is such basically ignorant because of what he did. Uh, you're you're charging these 11 counts of people, well, 11 counts of charges, on this person, without the consent of the GIA. Second off, you're doing this because you want to win your political position back, which you still might be kicked out from, from the GIA, because they're doing an investigation into him, so reasons why he would not be cooperating with them to begin with. Huh. Interesting. But <laughs> I got so far off track. <laughs> the state that we are arguing with All Lives Matter is yes, All Lives Matter. And a lot of Republicans do believe that the police doesn't need to be reformed. Personally, I think more tech needs to be involved. 
I think there needs to be webcams that are never shut off. There need well p- police body cams that never need to be shut off. Uh, they automatically back up into a web server that is unaccessible by the police themselves unless they are granted by the DA's office. <laughs> there is there is so much stuff that tech could do for them that I think is needed. Ooh, what a weird idea. And I know a lot of the more conservative uh, centrists believe that too, that the places always need reformed. Um, they do. I think they do need to go get trained longer to enforce the law. They need to know the law because that is one thing that the police do not need to know. <laughs> if they do not, they don't know, unless you're a veteran, you don't know the law. You were given six months of training and then you're sent off out of the police academy. And you need eight years to be able to defend somebody of the law from an on not a lawful arrest. Or you need eight years and you have six months to enforce it. No. <laughs> you should be you should know the law just as well as to enforce it. Because the police can pull you over for anything. They can... The police are basically an untapped reservoir where they can do whatever the heck they want. First off. And then they are... I don't know how to say this correctly. They're basically left to their own devices. So, anything that they suspect could be illegal, they can take you in for. They can rate you a ticket. They can do anything. (laughs) And that is a huge thing. So people in the All Lives Matter movement do believe that you need to. You need to have more regulations usually. But the All Lives Matter movement is also for. Yeah. So black people in the African American community need to be protected. People in the Hispanic Latino communities need to be protected. People in the white communities need to be protected. Blue lives need to be protected. Anything and everybody needs to be protected. Every life matters. <laughs> so this is the contra- the weird web that all lives matter is stuck into. And we they believe usually that it's more than just skin that's protection. <laughs> So your more than your skin should protect you. That's kind of weird to explain. <laughs> but so the main issue in such things as the black community, and this is seen in any inner city community that is heavily affected by pol- considered police brutality. And yes, there is some awful cops out there and they need to be gone. Bad cops should not be superiors. Bad cops need to be removed. Such as the the one who killed George Floyd, from what I remember, he had 70 different counts or violations put on him in his career. Violent. No. If you... You, you need to be gone then. I, I believe in the chance that you are able to learn from your past mistakes. So, like, I know people like Candace Owens who believes, okay, you were in prison once. You get this one chance to be free, and you need to learn your lesson. And then there's people 
kind of like Ben Shapiro, he believes, okay, you always have this chance to get better, but you need to show us that you're trying to get better. You may have a relapse. So like in drug users, uh, addicts, that they will, they're in, they're doing strong and good, and then something in their life happens and they relapse. So that can happen. doesn't happen as much with criminals. Usually criminals will go back into being cr- cr- a criminal unless that they're taught differently, which is one area that the American prison system fails. But it's... Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> it is not okay. And you can see people, um, people even before this thing happened, as I said... Jordan Peterson predicted this three years ago. He predicted it actually before, a little over three years ago that it was going to happen. He predicted it back. (laughs) He said, um, no one knows is what's going to cause this social change. It was a mixture between the coronavirus and George Floyd's death that caused this. I think if we personally did not have the coronavirus affecting the United States then or still before then, I don't think this would have been personally as bad. I think it would have been bad and sad that this is still going on, but there was people there was already driving between the right and left, and it was spreading us out further and further. So uh, we have people such as Dave Rubin, who interviewed an ex-cop. And he's he's interviewed people in the black community as well. For what's going on. And you have people such as. <laughs> this little YouTube channel. Freedom Tunes. Also. I don't know what p- political affiliation. They're actually on. They just talk about politics a lot. Talking about the politics of. What's going on with the protests. People who need to go to work. And people who don't. But when we're protesting the lockdown. Oh you're you're so bad. You're. You're alt-right. You're, we don't care that you need to go work. We just gave you $1,200 five months ago. You should be able to survive. It's your own fault. Um, and then the protests break out. People are on the street. So why can they protest? Oh, they have a good reason. So my family's starving. Me not being able to have any money to go protect my family and help them is not a good reason. I'm kind of lucky that most people in my community aren't, haven't been affected as bad. Our community provides a large amount of livestock <laughs> to a lot of fruits and vegetables. A lot of them are farmers and ranchers, and we have not really restaurants. We have a lot of people who work in grocery stores providing food for the community and the hospital and the school system, and all this, but most people have second jobs in the other fields that they are considered essential workers. Even though we are a tourist community. Oh, what a surprise. Hmm. Which I just think is something. But... I'm gonna say this. Uh, The United States is become a a crap show and as jordan peterson said there was the division that's coming and nobody knew it was going to cause it nobody could ever know and i think that's a lot with having black lives matter 
push and push and push, but also the left push and push and push when we have the right and left taking two different stances where the right says we're not racist. We actually have a large amount of black. Uh, we believe you guys are equal than us and we, 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 we love you on our side and da, 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 da. And then when you have the left, the Democrats saying the world is against you, you do not belong in a society that you are judging the race of the skin of your color. <laughs> yes, we are not in a society that judge you on the skin of your color. It's just having that the statistics show that there are certain communities in certain places that give you lower sections. And this is from historic racism, but also because of the past racism, there has been communities that did very well and then communities that did very bad. And it's just mind-boggling what what happens. <laughs> so, I believe the community needs to be able to do things better and needs to learn things. Um, so, I think that's going to be the end of this super long podcast. I think this is over. Maybe it's an hour. I can't tell. <laughs> but I wanted to thank you guys for coming and listening to my long conversation. And you guys are wonderful. And I'm so glad you guys have been supporting the podcast. Thank you. And have a wonderful day. This is Andrew Bryan from The Odd Outlooker. Out.